Person Kings we just recorded did kind of a different setting. We had like the live interview overview with my company and just kind of interviewed some new upcoming candidates and individuals we're looking that are applying to our business that want to get into sales. We sell life insurance, so hopefully this episode does well. Share his story and start the overview. And then Ramsey Vasquez, he's been in the company going on 15, 12 years. 12 years? 13, yeah, it's over 13 years. So weird story, and I'll put two and two together how we started working together because I'm I'm only six years in the industry. And let us on, on the call, let us know if you guys can't hear us or anything. Yeah, can you guys still hear a thumbs up on the call? Thumbs up if you guys can still hear us on the call. Good. Oh, All right, cool, cool, cool. If some people trying to get in. I'll let them in. You guys get started, I'll let them in. Yeah, I got you. Cool. So uh, I started back in 2019. With Tristan, uh, no prior sales experience. I didn't go to college. I, w I went to college for two days, technically, but I just enrolled. That was two days to set up my classes, and then I dropped out, and that was it after two days of college. Um, I started with $500 in my bank account, and that $500 had to last me, you know, X amount of time till I started making money. Um, I started with Tristan. There was probably what 40, 50 people that we had that I've seen people come through. Uh, the business talk game and just to be transparent and upfront there's very few of those people that are still left here today back when I started it was a little different we were in person it was door-to-door -door. some of you guys I know I spoke to did door-to-door -door sales some of you guys were kind of that area uh, and it was a lot harder still grinding the same hours 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. you're not getting home till 11 o'clock midnight then you got to learn your script. You got to run through your script till 1 or 2 a.m. And then you got to get back up at 5 a.m. and you got to do it again seven days a week. So that was the type of training, that was the type of grind that it took back then. 10 times easier now. So if you can look at somebody like me, who when I started, I was 126 pounds. So it might look like I still am, but I'm, I'm 168 now. So uh, I was 126 pounds. I barely spoke English. I was, I'm from the hood in Pittsburgh, uh, out east, um, out of Pennsylvania. So I barely spoke English, slang, ghetto. I walked around, I had a big fake Gucci belt on my waist. I had oversized suits that didn't fit me. They were my stepdad's suits. Um, they didn't fit me at all. And that's kind of what I had to do whatever I had. I had like five outfits to my name. I moved in with Tristan. As soon as I started, I moved in with him. I slept on his couch and uh, we just grinded seven days a week. Fast forward, you know, a year later, my first year, I was able to amass and make $238,000 my first year. Uh, last year was my second year. Um, our first year out in Chicago together as a partnership. We've been through a lot of adversity, a lot of people that stabbed us in the back, a lot of people that we gave and invested thousands of hours and dollars into that we moved across states that I've put 20 grand into people and, and they're gone and they stabbed us in the back. So we've been through a lot of adversity and um, you know we still showed up, went to church, still showed up every day. And that's what I like to say, like if everybody quit tomorrow, I'm still here every single day. Um, Last year, 322000 I made last year, uh, and that was in the middle of one of our hardest years in business. I was still able to bring in 322000 and then this year, I'll clear well over 400000 Next year, I'm projected to make about a million dollars at 23 years old, so that'll be four years. Tristan, he was a millionaire in about four years. Uh, Ramsey's been a millionaire a couple times, and because of his business, and I'll let you talk on this, but because of his business, he's been able to make millions of dollars in other industries as well. So this is a V 
vehicle to chase your dreams, chase your passions, and really monetize what it is that you want out of this life and make it a reality, but it's gonna take everything that you have. Um, so to finish off on that, guys, it's also every month I'm able to give my mom, you know, about four grand a month in residual income. So I just kind of give that to her. I know Tristan does the same for his mom because uh, we grew up, you know, our moms was working three jobs to raise us, no dad in the, in the picture. So to give back, help your mom is something I've always dreamed of doing, and this company's allowed me to do that. And I don't care what it takes. I'll cut my legs off if I can retire my mom, you know what I mean, whatever <laughs> it takes. Um, and then we were able to help my sister. My brother works with us too. He was on the other side. Some of you guys might have met him. Um, me and my brother, we were able to put our money together and buy my sister a house in Pittsburgh. So. Uh, just a, a couple blessings, a couple adversities, hard times, good times that you're going to go through in life and in business. But if you just don't quit, you show up grateful every single day. and You thank God for the breath in your lungs and you really put your effort into this business. It'll it'll change your life. But if you look at the trajectory and you look at success leaves clues, right? How many of us have heard success leaves clues? Simon Arias, our CEO, uh, he was his house was 11 grand. He was in welfare lines, food bank lines, so was Tristan. Uh, that's how they were raised, you know, poverty. We, we come from the hood, that's where we're all from. Simon was the same way, from Youngstown, Ohio. But in four years, he became a multimillionaire in this company. In four years, Tristan became a millionaire in this company. In my fourth year, I'll make a million dollars in this company. So success leaves clues. You're guaranteed millions of dollars within four years if you follow the game plan and if you put all you have into this. That's it that y'all got from me, but that's my story and uh, I'll let Ramsey touch on it a little bit too. Thank you, thank you. Uh, welcome everyone. Um, so I just wanna introduce myself. Uh, for those who do not know me, you're gonna probably look me up when you leave here today and you'll know who I am. But um, I always like people get to know me, why? By association, right? You might not know me, but if I tell you someone that I know, you probably know him too. Uh, whoever heard of Dennis Rodman? If you don't know who Dennis Rodman is, he was one of the champions, Chicago Bulls. Um, actually, I was business partners with him. We owned a nightclub together um, for years, downtown Chicago, 157 West Ontario. It was called, at the time, it was called Illusions with him. Um, then from there, it became Mystique. Then it became Entourage, the building that changed colors. Um, it's actually called Fame Chicago today. It's a restaurant nightclub downtown Chicago. If you ever gone to Sound Bar, Trophy Room, it's right across the street. Okay, so a lot of people know me from that industry um, because I was in that industry a long time. Um, but besides that, anyone ever go to or gone to Northern Illinois by DeKalb? I own the biggest nightclub out there. It was called Bar One. Um, and then if you ever gone to Western, anyone ever gone to Western Illinois? Macomb, right? Macomb, Illinois, Western. Uh, the biggest nightclub out there is called The Forum. I own the forum over there too. Um, yeah, so the forum, uh, two dogs, uh, a lot of people know that. So they know me from that industry. So um, it's a little weird for me. My story is a little different than, you know, everyone's story here. And, you know, I come, came into the industry already making money, but it was a little different. I didn't love what I, I was doing. Um, I was working seven days a week, 18 hour days. There was days I slept in my businesses. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. Um, it actually put, I think about it, man, some people that work here are almost as old as my daughter. My daughter's 17 years old, okay? I'm 42, okay? And I, to me, they call me the dinosaur, the OG of the business, but I've been here for 12 years, going on 13 years. 
you know, but one thing was my common denominator, regardless if I was doing the bar business or doing the insurance business, I love helping people. Um, and you know, when I used to see people in the bar business, I always man, pictured, man, that's like my son. You know, how can I help them get better, right? And you know, for a long time, I felt like I had to get that degree just to build credibility with people. And that's why I got my degree from my mom and dad. I had to build credibility and I actually graduated. Okay, I graduated from UIC, played baseball at UIC, and I played for the Flames for a while, right? So, you know, it was a big thing back then, you know. Um, I went to Lane Tech High School. Does anyone know Lane Tech High School? We used to play ball out there too. But how I got in this business was very simple. I loved helping people. So if I always tell people how I sum what we do here is very simple. What we do here is help people out. In the process, we help our families out. And the byproduct of what we do is we make good money doing it. Right? So I never, they always tell you, find a career you love doing and you'll never work a day in your life. And I honestly feel I never work a day in my life. Like it's literally to me, I enjoy what I do because all you do is help people, you know? And it's, it's kind of sad to say, but 30 minutes prior to me walking in this room, I got a call from an unexpected number and it's one of our union members, father passed away. And it felt good. It was sad that his father passed away, but it felt good to tell him, hey, your dad had coverage because he was worried that he didn't. He goes, man, all I know is your number's on here and there was some insurance. You know, did my dad have coverage? Man, the best feeling in the world was to tell him that there's coverage coming to you for over $200,000. We did the right thing for that person. Does that make sense? And he's been a policyholder for of us since 2010. So think about that. What we do is help, right? So think about we're probably the only company that's gonna come with a check giving it to you rather than a bill on the worst time of your life, right? So what we do here is life insurance, very simple, right? There's no, there's no need to make it harder than what it really is, okay? We're contracted by over 26,000 different unions. That makes our niche. Our niche is that we have union members that anyone heard of UPS, FedEx, Jewel Osco, those are some of the unions that we represent, IBW, ComEd, AT&T, just to name a few. So you just gotta understand the niches that we have people, we provide you a number to call of a person that wants the benefits. Simple, book the appointment and enroll them in their benefits. So the person that does the best job educating the member and the family on their options, they're gonna enroll it. Nine out of 10, they're gonna lean on you. What do you recommend, okay? And the fact that we're backed, you know, think about this. Uh, anyone ever heard of the Texas Rangers? Dallas Cowboys, right? We're the official life insurance for those teams. So if you ever see right now, especially now because the World Series is going on, look behind the batter's box. You'll see Globe Life, that's our parent company. They own us. They've been around over 100 years. The fact that a company's been around 100 years and is providing the type of jobs. You know, he just mentioned that when he started, he was going to people's homes. I'll make it even worse for you. When I started, I had to go to people's home and I didn't have electronic e-app. I had a paper application that I had to go to someone's house. We've caught up with technology now. Everything is digital, everything's electronic. And the fact that you could work from a virtual atmosphere, right? You come to an office and you don't have to chase a union member down. I don't know if Tristan, were you here when they had gas allowance? 
Gas allowance? No. Yeah, we, we used to get a gas allowance, $200 a week to get go to people's houses. We don't get that no more because we don't leave our houses anymore. You know, so it's powerful, guys. But this opportunity could be the hardest thirty to $40,000 career, or it could be the easiest six-figure income if you allow it to be, right? So imagine this, and I'll leave with this. If you had an answer, right, the answers to a test, and you failed that test, why do you think you failed? There's no right or wrong answer. You didn't try. You didn't try? Not using your resources. Not using your resources, not prepared. Any other ones? You got the answers. You got the answers. You literally didn't copy, you didn't duplicate. So if we're telling you the answers, nine out of 10 is because you didn't duplicate the answers. You second guessed it, does that make sense? So remember here, it's a proven system, you just gotta follow it, right? And, and have fun with it, like, you know, I look back, 12 years ago when I started with the company, and I enjoyed the ride. Does that make sense? The ups and downs, everything. And now I look back at it and be like, man, I could provide now for my family like never before. Does that make sense? Who wants to get paid while they're sleeping? I'll leave with this, okay? This is probably the best part of this career. You know, my mentor, one of the guys that brought me into the business, normally he would have been here today. His name is David Wang. Um, he's been here 23 plus years. Um, he basically makes little shy of 20,000 a month while he sleeps. Regardless if he works or not, he gets that deposit every month. Just think about that for a little bit. You know, that's powerful, money while you're sleeping, right? So that's a big thing. But guys, you know, look, look at the opportunity for what it is, right? It's very simple. If you're gonna do something, if you're gonna work hard at something, you might as well get paid well too. Does that make sense? And that's what the opportunity's are about. And it's scary, because you're gonna meet Tristan. Tristan's no joke. And I, I, I look at him since he started in the business, but I'm gonna leave it to him to close this off for us. But, you know, it's exciting to work with the state director that's been here less than me and is doing so much his trajectory is up. And to see him spearheading this office, get excited. You come at a perfect time, at an opportunity, at a ground level floor, where this is about to skyrocket. So you're come at the perfect time. So let's give it up for our state director, Scripps. Uh, you guys don't have to do that. I don't like that. Uh, um, but I, so overview wise, guys, I, I got one I think in here. Overview wise, we, we typically start with company history. So does anybody have any questions on company history? And I kind of, again, this, this is transitioning more so into the podcast. I don't really care about, unless you want to know stuff about me, I'll tell you. But um, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's a job, you're selling insurance, 100% commission. Everybody seen The Wolf of Wall Street? It's a little bit like that, just subtract out the immoral and illegal stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the same deal. You know what I mean? You're calling, you're not selling huge contracts or you know, convincing anybody to buy into Oakmont Street, whatever, whatever the, his uh, company was on there. So, but you're, you're selling them money. You know what I mean? So you're, you're making money to sell money. And, and where you really get rich, guys, it's I don't wanna tell you guys you're gonna be a millionaire in four years. You know, and, and realistically, it's like the only thing we're gonna guarantee you is an opportunity. We're gonna guarantee you a job, guarantee you an opportunity, we'll guarantee you resources and training. And that resources, you know, you'll have access to the office, you'll have access to virtual, you'll have access to websites and recorded presentations, but we can't guarantee you know, your, your first month is gonna be heaven or your 10th year is gonna be heaven. We can guarantee the opportunity and there's proven millionaires, you know what I mean? So it's just like you going to get a, a PhD or a doctorate, you know what I mean? It's like, 
I would much, if I'm gonna go spend all my time and money into an education, I, I would probably go that route because there's more millionaires that are made through that than me just relying on, oh man, I got a high school diploma like myself, like I, I actually do, and that's all I have. You know what I mean? And I'll just go out there and figure it out. You know what I mean? So it's like when you're getting into an opportunity like this, finance produces the second most millionaires. Does anybody know the number one industry? Tech, yeah, tech. And so I always tell everybody we're like, because uh, when you combine the two, it's called a fintech, industry financial tech. So I always tell everybody we, we turned into a, uh, a fintech company when, when COVID hit, because when, when I was selling insurance, when Ramsey sold majority of his insurance, it was door to door, home to home, person to person. It was essentially illegal for you to sell over the phone. You, you weren't allowed to do that. So I can't even imagine how much money you know we would have made, you know, working with all the fire you have. Anybody ever start something and you got like a lot of fire when you first first start something? New job, new some, I don't know, new relationship, whatever. You know what I mean? You got a lot of you, honeymoon phase. So it's like that that honeymoon phase ran for for two two years for me. Now it's a more of a marathon pace of this that you know the third whatever every single day. So um, anybody have any questions on company history? Because that's usually what we open up with. So do you guys know Globe Life? That's our parent company. Do you guys know what a parent company is? Raise your hand if you know what a parent company is. So for those of you that don't know what a parent company is, let me just make an example of one. Facebook is the parent company of Instagram. So Facebook owns Instagram, essentially, they're, they're like a holding company. It's like, anybody ever play one of those worm games where it's like you're a small worm and you just continue to eat other ones, you get bigger and bigger and bigger? That's what Facebook is essentially. And so Instagram is a company within Facebook. So American Income Life is a company within a company. And that, that foundational company is called Globe Life. So everybody have an iPhone? So look up, go to your stocks and your search. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You ever go down there and be like, what the hell's happening? You know what I mean? It's like green. I'm like, oh, we're having a good day. It's America. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all red. It's like, oh shit. Let me go stack up with some beans or something just in case this goes downhill. So. You guys can go in the search bar. Everybody has the stocks up on Apple? Yeah. Cool. If you don't have Apple, please leave. <laughs> Can't do the green text. No, so pull up, pull up the stocks and then just type in Globe Life. You'll see a GL, and that's called a stock ticker, an abbreviation. GL. <clears throat> Does everybody have Globe Life? Raise your hand if you've got Globe Life. Cool. Got it up. So that's our stock. And so when you, it, very simply, if you were to look at I would go to the tab, it's like, you'll see the 1D, 1W, that's one day, one week, one month. Go all the way to the right and click all. And that kind of gives you a snapshot. Now this only represents since 1980, but Globe Life has history all the way back to one of, one of the companies within Globe Life is um, since like 1900. So there's 100 plus years of history and financial history within Globe Life. And so one of the things I, I think back to being 18 years old and having zero idea what I was getting myself into, into a life insurance company, which I didn't know what life insurance was, nor did I know what a Fortune 500 was, or was I able to even read stocks to the ability, like I know, you know Chosen could walk me you know, back, back and forth with all of these different, I'm not, I'm not like a genius like he is with making money through, through stocks, but I can understand that we're green for the lifetime of the company. You know what I mean? So it's like if you are planting your life into something and the history tends to do what? History tends to repeat, repeat itself. You know what I mean? So it's like I imagine you would know better than me, you, both of you with, with investing, it's like what's the history of this company? It's essentially going to repeat itself. And then if, you're, if it's a lifelong career, there are, it's like it's not just up. There's up and down, do you know what I mean? So there's seasons of, oh man, I made a bunch of money this month. 
What's the difference between corporate and being an entrepreneur or being a business owner or being 1099 is you experience what the CEO experienced. So just because there's, everybody's on some type of salary when you're in corporate America, you're a W-2, right? There's a fixed wage to an extent. But essentially with what's happening right now is, I don't think any of you know that 40% of small business owners weren't able to afford rent for the third quarter, I believe, of this year. Do you know that's a significant amount of business owners? No. A significant amount. Obviously, you, a lot of you probably also know that 90% of business owners don't even make it out of their first three years, right? So with that being said, it's, they eat all of the losses and then they take loans out to pay W-2 and corporate individuals. It's like, you're stuck. So it's like you always have a guarantee when you're, it's like, you know what you're gonna get when you work W. Everybody's worked an hourly job, salary, some type of base level job, correct? So you always know what you're gonna get. But, but when you wanna be a CEO, you wanna be an entrepreneur, you wanna get into sales, I, I think it's, when you define entrepreneurship, it's, it's taking on risk and, and assuming risk for a business, right? So I, when people are like, well, you're in sales, you're not an entrepreneur, it's like, well, I own a sales company now, so it's technically, yes, we are entrepreneurs, and regardless, it's 1099, you're assuming risk, and what's the business? You yourself, you produce the results, you have to sell the insurance. Nobody comes and sells it for you. I wish, I wish it was like, oh, somebody helped sell you and you had all the, the hottest leads in the world. That's how an hourly job gets created. You know what I mean? If it was so easy and it was so easy to monetize, then we just, we would just hire hourly employees and scrape the top of the profit and 10 exit, right? So for the, the first step is always immediately credibility. So it's kind of like when you get pulled over, the cop, you know, he's running your license plate to make sure what? You got a clean record. You're a safe person that he can interact with or she can interact with. Same deal. So typically, like a mature individual, you examine your resume, you examine the resume of the company, it's like, this is a safe company to get involved with. I didn't know that now. I knew that two or three years in after reading a couple books and having some experience and getting around individuals that are like, hey, you should, you should put more into stocks because I made up six figures through stocks. A lot of the individuals that are 10 plus years in the company, they've made hundreds of thousands, if not millions, through the stocks. Alone. You know what I mean? Like I just ripped off some of my stocks um, literally a couple weeks ago just for extra money and I got five grand. I'm talking a, a, like 30 stocks, 40 stocks. I was like, yeah, you got a couple stocks. I was like, cool, can I sell them? And they were like, yeah. And I got four or five grand. I was like, this is dope. You know what I mean? And it's like, Again, it's, I've just completed my fifth year with the company. So for me, it's like, it's astonishing that not only have I made all this money over this four or five years, I've been able to sell stock, I've been able to get education in regard to, oh, the history of the company. And, and what's so cool, and I'll wrap up with the history, is, is that Globe Life, does anybody know the Dallas Cowboys? So we are the official life insurance for the Dallas Cowboys, more so a representation. A life insurance companies, finance companies are typically affiliated with, with pretty much any major league team because there's so much money in finance and it's such a great way to market yourself. And so I can't tell you how many times, I mean at least a handful of times I've been to, we have a suite in the Cowboys Stadium, we just, we got to meet and have a, a consultation with Jerry Jones' daughter. And I mean, you just talk about the connections and, and a couple years prior, Jerry Jones actually spoke to our organization. So there's so much, that, that goes into, and I've done research in regard to the investors, because I feel like another thing I, I get so curious is I get further and further deeper into the company and, and get to meet all these individuals and, and get around different circles. I'm like, well, what's the future of the company? I know the history. Where, well, where is it gonna go? You know what I mean? Because it's like history can repeat itself only to an extent. And so I look at the investors, and with Warren Buffett being the third largest investor, I think, okay, let me study Warren Buffett. And it's, it's so cool to see that an individual who only invests his money 
into areas that have a long-term projected growth. He's not looking to get rich overnight. He's looking to build, obviously now with him being so much older, generational wealth to impact generations, not just his family, but the world. And so he's not gonna do that by only expecting a company to grow for the next few years. It's the next few decades. It's, it's something that's like, could I invest here for 100 years? And you, the way he puts it, I don't invest if I wouldn't trust the individual or the company with my family. So think of that, you know what I mean, in regard to like the people that you let into your life, because you're, every single one of you invests every day. Anytime you let a stranger or somebody, anyone, your, your mom, your father, your, anybody you love, take your time, you know what you're giving them? Your money, because time is what? Time is money, you know what I mean? So you invest every single day, $86,400, 86,400 seconds, that's what you have every single day, and you spend them every single day. And so imagine if you took the approach of, Every single second I'm gonna spend with as if I were entrusting this investment with somebody I love the most in the world. Whether that's a spouse, a parent, your future children. It's like I've gotta build a life that would extend beyond me and impact at least my family, at least to make sure they're okay when I'm no longer here. So that's where like my mind starts to race and you know, Chosen will joke and be like, you starting to sound like a robot. Because I, I will stay up and, and study and like, I can, there's, there's the, the more I make, the more I just want others to make, which probably sounds like, oh, that dude sounds nuts. You know what I mean? But you start to really get like a, a full circle understanding of like, I'm only gonna make more if, if the company makes more. Because a company is only truly set up successfully as if, the individuals that contribute to the company are winning. You know what I mean? It's like, if you have happier, if you're happier at a workplace, do you work harder or do you work less? Harder. Harder, you know what I mean? It's like, I've never worked harder or smarter or been happier at a company than, than when I'm being appreciated, I'm being paid well, and I, I feel as if I have purpose and I'm contributing, right? If, if all of those things were clicking, it's like, you're not gonna work you know, less, you're probably gonna wanna be there more, you're gonna wanna contribute more, and you're gonna see yourself going further and doing more. So it's always been my perspective of, now as I get further and further in, it's like, man, the way this really works and the way every industry or company should work is, if we take care of you, it'll really just come full circle. We'll really be able to scale to my vision, you know what I mean? And I have this vision of doing a billion dollars of sales within the next five to seven years, which sounds you know, astronomical, but I, I believe it, it can be done, especially when I run the numbers and go over everything, but that's, that's the future, and these are the individuals that are backing us, and here's my vision, and you know, I, when we do, whatever we do annually gets paid out throughout the sales force. So when we start to accomplish a billion dollars worth of sales on an annual basis, a billion dollars of gross income will be distributed to the sales force. And roughly that would be about 30,000 sales reps, and we have uh, 100 now, and the average sales rep makes $50,000 a year to be honest, in between forty dollars to $60,000 a year. Is that appeasing to everybody in here? Probably not, that's probably not why you drove to some insurance office in big room and it's like, what is going on right now? Because I hate those, uh, has anybody ever been to like a hotel interview? Anybody ever been to one <laughs> your boy got you to go? I don't like that vibe, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I don't want that to feel like, it's like, that's not the case. You gotta get an insurance license. You're not getting a shampoo license or, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you, you're held legally liable for selling insurance. You mess up with an application and put somebody down as a non-tobacco user and they die for a tobacco-related cause, you can go to jail, right? You can't go to jail when you sign up and sell sh shampoo and, and I'm not, see, flaming anybody that sells shampoo or anything like that. My mom does stuff like that, you know what I mean? But that's, there's not a shampoo license. Actually, I should, there's probably a hairstylist license. Is there a hairstylist license? Okay, so I technically, if you, somebody gonna comment on YouTube, you don't know what you're talking about. So, so 
the, the technicality and the, and the credibility of the company. And so you got the history, you got the future, you got the vision, and everything kind of lines up. But you have to start to, if you're really serious about one, wanting to be a part of this company and us being serious about wanting you, your, your vision has to align or surpass the vision as well. It's, it's, you know what I mean? We'll never limit you. It's like, say you came in here and you're just like, you told me I want to do $10 billion. It's like, let's map, let's map it out. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that can, that's going to happen in four days. And I, it might take 40 years. It might take four years. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a small thinker. I'm not a limited thinker though either. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm, I'm, I welcome the biggest, biggest ideas because I know I can match the energy. I know I'm going to, I'm going to at least do my best to invest my time, energy, resources into the individuals that do think big. But we want people people that do think big and want to contribute in a, in a way more so of leadership of like, I know this isn't going to happen overnight, but I know like I, I've recently gotten into jujitsu and I know I do, uh, you know, one of, one of the guys back here does jujitsu as well. And it's like, to, I feel like true jujitsu, like something like getting into anybody ever do a martial art or anything like that? Jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, a sport. It's like getting really good at anything takes time. Like typically the average time to become a black belt in jiu-jitsu is about 10 years roughly, right? Give or take about 10 years. So you know, I look at everybody in regard to like all of the millionaires I've met. And, and I'm talking about like liquid million. You, so it's like when, when, when I say I, I'm a millionaire, it's like I, I don't consider myself a millionaire. You, you can call me a 1099 millionaire. When, when it's a liquid million, then I believe that's a whole different definition. You know what I mean? It's like 1099 millionaire, I think is gonna be a higher percentage than liquid millionaire. Like how many liquid millionaires in comparison to 1099? So it's like, I've 1099 to a, a bunch of millions. You know what I mean? Liquid million, I'm still working my way to a liquid million. You know what I mean? So that's where I still factor into, you're gonna have different levels of success. Like jujitsu is white belt, blue belt, and you work your way up to a black belt. Football, it's like you don't immediately go to the NFL. It's elementary, you know, peewee, elementary, middle school, high school, college ball. You might have to go to a JUCO and then go back, you know what I mean? Like Samaj playing basketball. It's like you got to go to a JUCO and then go up to this D1 and then still working his way to the league. But it's like when you look at the athletes, they start playing football at six years old. And by the time they get into the NFL, you know what I mean? They're 21. So it's like 19 years of overnight success, 19 years of I bought my mom a crib, 19 years of training, development, breaking arms, and then you're not gonna break arms in the financial industry, but it's gonna be right here, this mental game. And so that, that mental strength, you know, I, I was, uh, I read a comment from a, a dude in jiu-jitsu and somebody was like, had made fun of his physical game. He was like, oh man, it must be easy, you just take roids. And he was like, the hard part is the mental game. And I was like, that's business, that's life. You know, so many people quit in the second year, or the third year, or the fourth year because they go through a winter. You know what I mean? It's like life is seasonal. You don't, you don't like move out of your house because winter happens in Chicago. It's like, oh shit, there's winter. We knew winter was coming. What are you talking about, dude? Put the heater on and survive. Summer will come again, you know what I mean? So it's like so many people get into sales, they get into entrepreneurship, or they think they want to get into entrepreneurship or sales because they saw something cool on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be fooled. That ain't, the, that ain't the case. It ain't sunshine and rainbows. And if anything, it's 70% the other way around. It's 70% of, like, rain and 30% of sunshine and rainbows. It's like, but you got to make a decision. Do you want to be free and have 30% of your life enjoyable or do you want to be 100% somebody's contributor? You're going to contribute to their dream. Everybody contributes to a dream to an extent. But I would much rather be 1099, 100% commission, contributing to at least my own limitations, opposed to knowing I'm sealing off somebody else. Having to wait for someone to die, for some type of internal nepotistic promotion because I'm family with somebody, or for the cards to line up, right? Like, what do I want to take my risks on? Myself or somebody else? 
I've always betted on me. I'll always bet on me. I feel like if, if you truly love yourself and care about yourself, why wouldn't you bet on yourself? You feel me? Yeah. So, history, credibility, future. Anybody have questions on resources? How resources are generated? Everybody feel like they understand in regard to how resources work? Yes. Great. Do you set money aside each month? Yes. And then pay it off at the end of the year? Everybody does different things, but essentially with me not having a financial advisor's license, like I don't have a series seven or 63, so I can't tell you exactly what to do. Yes, a recommendation. Yes. Yeah, like for me, like in the beginning, there's a lot of stuff you could write off because you're a business. There's a lot of tax write-offs that you could write off, but over time you start paying them quarterly just to get it a matter of way. Yeah. But um, just invest in yourself. If you're always investing in yourself, it's right off. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, so right. um, little things like that. But over time, you're going to want a financial advisor just to take over that. Yeah. Like, you know, I think about it. I'm, I started when I was 32. Yes. So um, 42, about to be 43. But think about this. Um, I got 45 properties, free and clear. And that's all with the money through this company. You know, I had nothing to do with my other businesses. You know, so that, that's exciting when you, you know you could take this vehicle and use it to something else for a better cause, right? Um, so it, it's powerful what you could do with that, you know, being 1099 um, as yeah. a, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? Big difference. Going one more time on resources. Anybody going once, going twice? How many leads can one person get? Good question. So it's, we like to essentially operate more so in correspondence with like, kind of like a sports team. You know what I mean? If somebody's scoring, we give them the ball more. So if you're scoring, you get more, more leads. You know what I mean? But we, we heavily emphasize referrals. If you really want to scale to not only a consistent salesperson and you want to grow an unlimited business, you're, you're going to want and need to generate 50% plus of your business to be from referrals. Referrals from the resources, referrals from anybody and everybody networking, and becoming a, a hustler. You know what I mean? Being, being a salesperson, being a business person. Because if you went out and created your own company, what would, where would, what would your leads be? Yours would be door to door, what, what would yours be? Online, what would yours be? Social media. Facebook ads. Social media, family. Yes, so it's like me, if you're breathing, you know what I mean? It's like, if it's, if it's a human being, you, it, I mean, if you can buy it for the dog, I'm gonna sell it, you know what I mean? So it's like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, what can we monetize it to? So for life insurance, it's to anybody with a, with a heartbeat that's typically under the age of 80 and doesn't have any medical conditions or anything that would prohibit them from qualifying for insurance. So pretty much anybody and everybody can get it. You know what I mean? So it's that, it's that Chicago mindset. Anybody can get it. But, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much how the resources work. The, the next would be compensation. Anybody have questions on compensation and how that all works and residual income? Uh, I think I had a question. Yeah, so it's like, I know you start off at like somewhere like, what, like 30 to 50 percent at first, and then as soon as you're building your team, you, you go climbing the ladder. Yeah, so that's one way to put it. I like to break it down this way, guys. Very, very simple. You essentially get paid two ways here. You get paid off your own pen, and you're gonna get about half of the annual premium. So if, if the annual premium, if you sell them $100 a month, and we know annual is 12 months, so 100 times 12 is 1,200, you just cut that in half, that's your paycheck off that one sale. The average person makes two or three sales a week. All right, so I was above average, I was number two 
in the company in, in Arius when I was 18 years old and I did $200,000 worth of sales. If you broke that down though by 52 weeks, you know, what, what are you talking about, four or five sales a week? You know what I mean? So just above average took me to, from the average person makes 50 grand, I made 114,000 my first year, right? And I think I paid 15 or 20 in taxes that year, roughly. You know what I mean? And I, I did it all at the end of the year, which was stupid, I hated that. Anybody ever come off a bunch of, bunch of money for taxes, bro? Mm -hmm. That is the worst. Just did, just did. <laughs> the worst feeling. <laughs> I recommend, your t since you're 1099, you can do quarterly. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do so quarterly, quarterly is way nicer. You know what I mean? It's, it's way nicer instead of like, waiting and be like, man, I got a lot of bread and taxes. Oh my God. <laughs> I would just say a percentage. So 20% is going to go to taxes. So every Chosen does taxes too. Just have a, like have a separate uh, bank account. Yes. $1,000 just put 200 in that. That's a, that's a great percentage, 20%. All your taxes for free. <laughs> Give it away in business. Um, yeah, so I like to say, but I really, if you really think about it, if you sell a policy and it stays on forever, what percent of commission are you? 100%? Uh, no. 120%. A hundred infinite percent. You know what I mean? I, I want to riff roughly say a hundred. And the reason being is because what, so there's three ways you get paid then through insurance. You get paid off your own pen, you get paid through leadership. What's the third way? Residual income. Passive Bro, you work here. No, I, I just. Oh, <laughs> I was asking that. We know you know. So what's residual income? Money Forever. Money when you're sleeping because they have the life insurance until they. Die. Until they die. Life expectancy is when? Like 80. 80s. You know what I mean? So if I'm selling cats in their 30s and it's not like car insurance, you had no accidents, guess what happens when you get older to the price of insurance? It goes up. As you get older and less healthy, it goes up. Do you ever want to pay more for less? Does anybody ever want to pay more for something and get less out of it? No. You know what I mean? It's like I wouldn't pay more and get a half pair of Jordans. You know what I mean? Like they just give me the right Jordans. And I paid, I paid for three. You know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't make any sense. I paid for three, I want three. That's how insurance works. As you get older, that's why it's, you gotta tell people like, it will never be cheaper or better for you to invest into your family's financial future today. Where do you go wrong with doing this? Where would you go wrong with investing in your family's financial future today? I have no idea. Would you go wrong with doing it? Oh, would I go? Yeah, would you, would you regret oh. setting aside a couple dollars right now for your family's financial future knowing to be the cheapest right now? Sign here. Yeah, I would. Okay, go ahead. Right, so it's like, <laughs> it's selling, it's selling insurance is like, it sounds easy because we're all like, oh fuck, I could sell money. So, you know, conceptually we're all thinking like, oh, I could sell money, so obviously we're gonna agree with, yeah, I, I would buy insurance right now. But you gotta, it's like baseball or it's, it's like anything else. It's like, you're gonna get up to the mound 10 times and you're, you're I mean, a dog could, it should be able to get two or three. You know what I mean, from just asking, do you care about your family? Would you mind setting aside a couple dollars to make, like, it's not, it's not like burritos, you know what I mean? It's not something that's like uh, obsolete and it's not necessarily needed. Like this is like, the average person dies with less than $300 in their bank account. So are there, do you guys meet more rich people or more average people? More average. More average, if not below average. You know, times are tough. You know what I mean? So it's like the way it's going, it's like you're either really rich or you, you average. You know what I mean? Like there's like starting to become a less and less of a middle class. So everything's like average below average and rich. There ain't no like medium rich, right? So it's like most of the people need our insurance even more. Really rich is like, ah, oh, I don't care. I'm really, really rich. I don't care. 
But it, it, those are the people that be more willing to buy insurance. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're like, man, I want to buy it. Like, you know what I mean? You'd be ripping them for $800 to $1,000 a month, yeah. and they're excited about it. And the average people, it's like, you gotta like convince them. It's like, dude, you broke, bro. It's, this is never gonna get better. I'm sorry, you need to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you need to get this. At least try to help them on the next way up. Come on, like be wise here. The best, the best part about everything about residuals, is, and that's what sold me when I first came in, is the fact that it's lifetime residuals. Yes. Once you're 10 years in, if I walk away, those residuals stay with me until that person passes away. Right, so you think about that, man. you know, I told my daughter that the other day, and she goes, so how much do I get a month? <laughs> and, you know, and it's powerful to think yeah. that, that you, you leave a legacy behind for your family. You know, I always use my cousin as an example. My cousin was the, co the fire commissioner for the Chicago Fire Department. His name was Jose Santiago. So think about it. He worked there for 38 years for the fire department. He went into burning fires, right? And his, his right now pension is around, around nine grand a month. I've been here only 12 years yeah. and I make more than that. You know yeah. And so when you start thinking about that, you know, residual income, you always want to get into something that has some type of passive income. And we have, it. Yes. you know, and the fact that it's lifetime, I mean, think about that, yeah. lifetime residuals. That sold me. Because pensions can get adjusted, if yeah. not terminated as well. I, mean, I don't know if anybody has any family members that have ever had their pensions messed with, but they can they can mess with, with pensions, yeah. you know Easy. what I mean? It's a lot difficult to mess with like equity that's, that's essentially built up within a company, right? Um, so we went over finances, compensation. Any more questions on compensation? Cool. So I think the next piece, pretty self-explanatory, is more so just culture. Guys pretty, probably pretty much get a vibe. It's more the, the young-minded culture, you know what I mean? Regardless of the different ages, walks of life, and backgrounds, we're all pretty young-minded, you know what I mean? Cracking jokes, music playing, you might hear Drake, you might hear you know, Tim McGraw or something, I'm from the South, so. <laughs> so you, might, you know what I mean? You might hear me play some country music, you might hear rap music, whatever, we play, play different games and spice it up because it, it gets boring, you know what I mean? Get, getting rich gets boring. You know what I mean? Which sounds nuts, but it's like, you want to get rich, you better be cool with being bored, because it's just going to take you being committed to doing the same thing for 10 years, for 12 years, for 15. Like, how far do you want to go? How rich do you want to go? Get focused and get patient in one area, chase one rabbit, and you catch what? You catch the rabbit. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to chase all these different rabbits. Or, or chase, a, chase rabbits that are all within a rabbit. It's like, you know. Chosen works in different little areas, but they're all tie into insurance. You know what I mean? His taxes tie into insurance. His stocks, it's all finance. You know what I mean? He's not a carpenter. You know what I mean? So it's like for it's like carpenter, insurance, like, so it's like, like my podcast, it's like me working, we're coming up, this is the, essentially the 100th episode that we're doing right now. And so like, it coincides with my insurance business because I'm spending my time, investing my time, my money, my resources into educating people on the insurance business and shedding light to entrepreneurship, which then builds my network and building my network builds my business. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to like, you know, make somebody think, oh, I need to oh, like only do this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying more so chase one area, focus on one area. And when you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable in the boredom and the monotonous, that's where you get rich. That's where you become like a black belt. It's like showing up to the gym. Can you show up to the gym every day for 10 years? You know what I mean? You'd be really pretty good at whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to do. That's pretty much the, the culture. You know what I mean? We travel, we do trips. You know, Chosen was able to come out to Vegas. I can't, I can't imagine how many I've trips you've been on, on bro. Um, you gotta been on 20 trips. Yeah, the first <laughs> one was, it was actually, yeah, I've been on all of them. 
But the best one, the best one is the last one I went to. When the I Bahamas? Went to, yeah, the Bahamas. Yeah. Two butlers, paid by, by the company. It's so weird when they do it. They'd be having your name and everything. <laughs> yeah. Two butlers. The company takes care of you. When you're a top person, and it's, it's not like... It's not like, it doesn't cost like an arm and a leg. It's hard to become a, a top performer. But it's not like a UFC top performer. I mean, you, you're not breaking your shin. You know what I mean? It's not like, it don't cost that. It, it costs seven days a week type of deal. But it's like, you're going to be rich. And you're going to put yourself in a great position where you don't have to do all the hard things that you used to have to do. It's like, I always tell people, it's like, I don't know if people recall growing up in a household where you have to eat the vegetables first. That's that's how getting rich is. You go through the the vegetables first. You know what I mean? And so it's then you get to then you get to have the dessert. Then you get to have the main course and the things that you're excited about. And and that's really how pretty much every industry are pursuing something where you want to be extremely successful. That's how that works. And so I look at I look at all the different things that they do and it's it's exciting. You know what I mean? If if you're a type of person that's like, "Man, I'm competitive. I'll do whatever it takes. I've got patience." This isn't like you're going to be the winner overnight, but you'll for sure be the winner over time. You know, it's impossible. I was telling somebody, it's like, you'd have a better chance of, of like dying than not becoming successful if you can simultaneously be patient and focused. Everybody thinks it's going to take skills or it's going to take some random big idea. It's not. It's going to take you being patient and simultaneously focused. Almost like a, a balance of patiently impatient is what my, my uh, old mentor used to tell me. It's like, if you could just be patient but simultaneously impatient with pursuing the goal, you know, five years, you, you, who knows where you would be? And it's like, I was an agent at 18 years old and now I'm an owner, you know what I mean? So he was right. So I, I can't even imagine the next five years because like, I got the formula down, I'm stubborn. That's what patience means. It's like, who in here is stubborn? Me, I'm stubborn, you know what I mean? And it's like, who in here can be focused because you, you don't want to be broke? Me, I'm focused because I don't want to be broke. You know what I mean? It's like I always try to compare it to the, to the, I always tell people it's like, sometimes we focus too much on the upside and we don't focus on the downside because like that's real world. Everybody in here is over 18 years old. It's like mommy and daddy can only protect you for so long. The downside is like, you know what I mean? You have to live with your parents forever. No, I don't want to do that. The downside is some one of your friends gets a cooler car than you. No, I, I don't want to, even though it's materialistic minded, it's like, I still don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I want to make more of an impact in the world. If, if we bring it to a more wholesome approach, I want to make an impact. You know what I mean? It's like, if I don't become patient, focused, disciplined, then you're not going to make an impact. You're going to be the one that needs to be impacted and taken care of and, and nurtured. And, and we got to figure out solutions to help you because you're broken, right? And so it's like, I want to be on the other end of that. I want to, there's nothing wrong with a broken person. You know what I mean? I grew up as the, the broken family. But I want to be the one helping and providing and making an impact opposed to on the other side of that. Um, if we do decide to move forward with hiring you guys, it, you're going to need an insurance license. Some of you might already have it. We assist you with the insurance license. We'll re, some of your managers will reimburse you. You have to negotiate in regard to how quickly you get it done. I know we also pay for, um, we try to compensate people in the, in the beginning process and just indefinitely with your talent acquisition abilities. So if you're able to bring in somebody and you know, they're good at the business or we feel they're going to be a good fit, you know, we'll give you $100. And we really like to get you training immediately because we know if you can sell, you're going to be taken care of. You know what I mean? Because if you can sell insurance, you can always make money. Yeah. Right? So we want to immediately get you on the phones even while you're in the course and start paying you $10 an appointment or, or something, again, that's negotiated with your manager. 
But as we wrap up, does anybody have any questions for us on our experience with the insurance industry? Highs, lows, different things? Yes. Yeah. No, not everybody. He just he just was saying, do they not have to be an American citizen? Yeah, yeah. Like if they have like an ITIN number or whatever, yes. they'll qualify. Like we have residency addendum forms and stuff like that to be able to get. Yeah, yeah a little. They gotta got. They gotta have something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have something, please. Right. Any ITIN, and that's good. that's a good question because a lot of companies like State Farm, they won't accept the ITIN. Yeah. Um, so we do accept it. That's that's huge. That's you know. So that's the tax identification number for those who don't know. But if you're transitioning, trying to get papers, the ITIN works with us. And that's huge. Yeah. It's a big market for us. Yeah. Any any other questions for us? Anything at all? Personal business? Anything at all? Going once, going twice. Cool. So we will break off into you meeting with your. Uh, MGAs, so your managing directors, and then essentially they'll schedule final interviews. If they want to do some now, that's fine. And then if not, we will bring you back for a final interview and decide if we want to work with you, and we'll go from there. And feel free to reach out if you wanted to ask any questions privately, too. I mean, you know, the office is open to nine. We're doing a cigar night in, uh, I think it's Lyle. So I'll send it to, to the managing directors. If you guys are welcome to come, get a cigar. I'll get you a cigar if you want a cigar. I don't know if anybody yeah, likes if cigars. Oh, does anybody on <laughs> on on the uh, Zoom have a question? <laughs> like, uh, Let me check to chat. Going once, going twice. You guys got any questions? Cool. Looks like we're good. Yeah, so you guys are invited to cigars, and then we'll break off. It was a pleasure speaking with everybody. Pleasure speaking to everyone. Cool. And thanks for being a part of our fourth podcast. This was another episode of Adversity Kings.